0: I can play this all day. I don't care how slow it is. Miss that goddess. I think of the man, I think of our late uh, great friend over at Studio City at the driving range. Used to hang out there with Jim Brown. Yeah. One of the best of all time. Another good one. Yeah. Oh man. It's been a tough last what, ten days or so. But anyhow, we are back here living the good life show. And we are covering it all. We are inching closer and closer to August with that, you know, Hall of Fame game and then preseason football, you name it. We've got Ryan Kramer hanging out with us from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Lots of things have happened since I think we've chatted uh, last. First things first, you know, we briefly touched on the fact that Tom Brady might have been or might be coming. A small minority, if you will, owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, now it has come to fruition. It has occurred. What's your take on this?
1: A perfect timing for the Raiders. Uh, They're sitting here in a a bit of a predicament. We find out now that Jimmy G failed a physical. He's having off-season surgery, and they can apparently get out of the contract without really having to pay him much at all. Uh, beautiful timing to have Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever come in to be a minority owner of your football team. I know he has recently as uh, last night said, no, I'm not playing football again. I'm, I'm fully committed to the parenting part of my life now or uh-huh. whatever he said, but Yeah, I mean, if I if I'm a Raiders (laughs) fan, I'm just I'm getting dizzy thinking about Tom Brady as my quarterback next year. Yeah,
0: first of all, what did he say? He said, I'm certain I'm not playing. Why do you even use that word? I'm certain. Like, are you are you uncertain? Like, I mean, like, I would say I would just come out and say I'm not going to be the quarterback. Relax, everyone. Chill but I'm certain. It, like, what do you mean? It, you're it, it
1: reminds me of the great, uh, if you have never seen it, dirty work, uh, with Norm McDonald, one of my favorite comics ever. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where he, at, you know, basically Artie is like, Hey man, did you do something? And he goes, no. <laughs> and it's that, it's that same kind of vibe. Like, why are you going out of your way to say a word? Like you've never, you never say certain. No. So yeah, now I, I feel more and more like the guy who paid a quarter million dollars for that sand beneath Tom Brady's butt, when he retired might have gotten ripped off.
0: By the way, and also like I mean I don't think it's against the rules, right? For an owner to play for his own team, right? No, I think I think it's incur I mean not,
1: not that the arena football league is the same yeah. as the NFL, but we are seeing owner Antonio Brown claiming he's going to be playing for his franchise up there in, in Rochester, or wherever they are mm. uh, offering Cam Newton $150,000. But yeah, no, there's there's no rule against it. And I guess it would be interesting. You'd have to, you would have to be on a player contract and fit under the cap. So you'd have to, Tom Brady would have to pay Tom Brady, uh, so, you know, he he's used to that with his TB12 brand. So, yeah, I think it certainly would be an exciting time to be a Raider fan. That being said, it's also scary, right? Jimmy G's now hurt, and Jared Sidham your backup from last year, who looked okay in a couple games, is out of town. So, I yeah, I'm, I don't know what to think if I'm a Raiders fan, but I'm certainly hoping Tom Brady at least has a little
0: bit of that itch left. I mean, like, fine, let's go down that road, though. If he Let's say it happens, which, oh, my gosh, but, like, Is that is is that an upgrade or a downgrade at this point in his career? I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to even look at this. I respect the dude so much. Obviously, his accomplishments and his Super Bowl champs. But at the end of the day, you know, he's like my age. Oh, and you look
1: at that division. Uh, I mean, he, we just watched a former superstar go to the AFC West and look like absolute trash and Russell Wilson, you got Mahomes and Herbert in that division who are going to be great for years to come. So yeah, to your point, if he's not himself, uh, he, not only is he going to tarnish his legacy, but I mean, the Raiders probably going to be near the basement anyway.
0: Did Joe Montana pop you're old enough, but of course, Ryan, you're a little older than me, so I'll give it to you as well. But like Joe Montana, obviously, you know, did his thing in San Francisco, moved up and played for the Chiefs. Right. So how good was he on the Chiefs? if you just recall, like, you know, obviously he wasn't as dominant as he was a 49er but he didn't really tarnish anything, right? His legacy. No, Uh, you know, it's interesting because I think on one hand people misremember Joe Montana
1: because of the championships. This is a quarterback that never once threw for 4,000 yards. I understand it was a different time, but he didn't throw for 4,000 yards, which today would have been a huge problem. Yeah. I, I guess the way I would look at it is that season he missed in 91 with the elbow injury came back was never really himself. That includes two seasons with Kansas city. For me, as a young fan, it was always just strange looking at the wrong colors on his uniform. <laughs> but I, I, I think it always tarnishes your legacy a little bit in that you're not playing with the same team. Now in the new era of AAU sports and kids constantly changing teams, I think that will change, but Tom Brady already did his like late career move to a new franchise you're to right. accomplish something else and prove himself. And he did prove himself. He won a super bowl. So I know most players will tell you, like, ownership is the top of the mountain when it comes to where, where you really achieve success in sports, and so he's also checked that box now. That being said, competitors are competitors, and I wonder if they're rolling some scrub out there as a quarterback if Tom Brady's not going to get a little itchy to go down on the field and, and throw a couple passes to Devontae Adams and feels what, <laughs> see what it feels like.
0: Didn't Kansas City have a little red and gold like the 49ers? Yeah, it was
1: different. It was a different red, though. That oh, yeah. was the problem. A different it red, okay. white red. red. Yeah, Just trying to
0: get you there, Ryan. But Ryan, here's the thing: it's like, what do they do? I mean, li- li- literally, like they were. I wasn't even that f- behind this whole Garoppolo thing, but like, what do you do? Like, you're the Raiders, and you may not have a quarterback. But you have the backup, right? Is he a backup? I don't know.
1: I mean, look, you got. You got Jimmy G, which we now know has some injury concerns that led the contract to be crafted in a way where they basically could get completely out of it because of a failed physical. It doesn't look promising, especially when Jimmy G's entire career has kind of been, oh, well, what if, you know, if he could only stay healthy? And so, uh, to your point, he's like a career AAA player. What do they What do they call the, the guys that are coming up and down all the time? Four A guys. Cup, he, cup of coffee. <laughs> oh man! Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Ne- never quite good enough to stick around, but probably a little too good for AAA. And then you look at the backup situation, and we have Brian Hoyer. They're running oh, back yeah. the New England Patriots, which no no one's getting excited there. And then after that, it's Aiden O'Connell. So. Yeah, to your point, they, this was a team that was mocked many quarterbacks in many mock drafts this spring. Mm. You know, not enough is being made. One of the bets I've actually made this off season is the Raiders to have the worst record in the league at 18-1. Because I mean, we're wow. just so close to them not having a quarterback, and I know it's fun to talk about, but it really does seem like Tom Brady's not coming out of that tunnel.
0: Yeah, and, and it's, you know, look, at I hate to go there because everyone's got their own damn opinions, but at the end of the day, I felt that when John Gruden was there, the incline was going like progression like things were happening for the Raiders. whether you like it or not, he was it was it was they were they were on their way to victory. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Now speaking of John Gruden, little little uh, change of pace here, little uh you know New Orleans time here with uh, what is he doing exactly in Louisiana for the team?
1: I, I, there's nothing better than the special (laughs) assistant, the, the guy that comes in to help, uh, you know, it's like the, you know what? It reminds me of the mob when you, you, when they would bring in the guys from Italy to do a job and be creative so they can completely wash their hands. If the situation goes bad, this is a saints organization that has had strange ties to the same legal team defending the Catholic church. Like they've done some, some, some interesting stuff in their past, I yeah. would say. So for John Gruden to come in now I'm with you. I, I think as a football coach and what he was building in uh, Las Vegas, yeah. in spite of just tremendously bad draft classes from Mike Mack repeatedly, yeah. I think he's a football coach. I think he's a leader of men. I think he, you know, he said some dumb shit. He might have some edgy opinions, yeah. but at the end of the day, he knows ball and he knows how to get the most out of a team. And yeah. I think it's clear to me, like the, the team needed more of Gruden style than they did Josh McDaniels that be, or even Basachi. If you remember the, yeah. the special teams coach who was one of Gruden's guys yeah. who kind of held the fort down, hand wrote notes to every player about how much, how meaningful the experience was. So I think what this is, is, Hey, let's try to maximize Derek Carr. Hey, let's try to, let's try to bring a guy in who had you know, overseen some of his best success in the NFL and let's try to replicate it down here. Uh, Cause th- you know, New Orleans, not short of weapons, just maybe short of that offensive creativity, creativity since Sean Payton left. A- and so to me, that's what this is. It's filling a void. Maybe ownership is w- it's one of those ownership groups that feels more comfortable with some veteran voices around uh, to help. So that, that, to me, that's all it's going to be. I yeah. think now, if he ends up with a headset on the sideline on on, uh, on Sundays and he's calling plays. Like, Ooh. oh, please. I You know, there are a few <laughs> narratives that I was not expecting this football season that I would just be delighted on. Yeah. And one of them
0: would be more John Gruden. In yeah. Life. I, I mean, it, it's entertaining, but he gets the job done regardless. But, you know, I, I want to ask you uh, switch gears a little bit here. There's not a show that we, uh, you know, do without ever – you know mentioning our team so we got to get into it a little bit here the New York Giants uh, have been somewhat in the news whether it's rumors or not Um, but the fact is you did see Saquon Barkley working out with DeAndre Hopkins I don't know how much validity there is with that because everyone's got their opinions everyone thinks oh well, landing spots could be the Bills or the normal Chiefs. Like I feel like the Chiefs and the Patriots are the teams that always get like the older guys. Like you know, it's ridiculous. But you know, I I could see him coming to New York just because it's a splash. You know, it's what the fans want. Can he? Do we really need him? I don't know. I don't know necessarily think we do because we're. I think we're set right now. But. Splash. Everyone likes a good splash. New York Giants, light Kansas City Chiefs. Who said that? What's that? Who said that? New York Giants are a light. Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw that. I I saw that on ESPN recently. I forget who it was. Orlovsky, I think, said it or someone. But go ahead.
1: Orlovsky's basically saying, like, with Darren Waller, this could be a Kansas City type offense. Obviously, Mike Kafka was the quarterback coach over in Kansas City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, I, I think the Saquon Barkley. So there's two stories. Both kind of buzzworthy, yeah. Saquon Barkley and Deandre Hopkins. And of course you're t- you're referring to a workout that also included Odell Beckham. Uh, so who knows, maybe they were all plotting to go down uh, to Baltimore. Uh, you know, I-, I think there's, there's, there's the, the fan in me that's like, yeah, you always want a great player, but I also think I like what Joe Shane is doing. I like how he's building the team. I don't want them to come and blow a bit. You know, maybe I'm sore on the Kenny Galladay thing, but when I hear executives say things to the tune anonymously say things to the tune of, Hey, Deandre Hopkins might be washed. He might not have that same separation ability. Uh, All right. He's still going to be a great guy, a great uh, wide receiver. Like you said, he's probably going to go to the chiefs. I mean, I, I think we talked right after the super bowl and I told you that, my bit for this off season was going to be every free agent's best fit is the chiefs. Uh, once again, the mainstream media rolling it out for Deandre Hopkins as yeah. everyone's reporting, it's an arms race between the Buffalo bills and the Kansas city chiefs. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I do think he ends up in Kansas city. I think he turns into a nice piece for them. Cause I, I don't think they're going to be able to rely on Kadarius Tony. Uh, I don't think Deandre Hopkins comes to the giants, unfortunately. Now, what I will say kind of, uh, I know you didn't ask, but Saquon, uh, also annoyingly in the news because he's essentially going to hold out. We all know about it. He took a bad, his agents basically turned down a good deal. Now he's not getting as good of a deal. I have heard from sources close to the situation that he's not going to hold out. This is all just current leverage, right? He has to sign the tag in July. And, and I think the concerning point would be if he wasn't out in Arizona, speaking of workouts, working out with Dan Jones and the rest of the receiving core. So, uh, yeah, but it, but it is always fun to see the old guys working out together. So we can, uh, A, have pictures and videos to watch, but, B, we can speculate out how cool it would be if they joined our team.
0: I mean, talk about bad representation. I mean, this is a guy who I think has, like, two, three years left of, like, potential star talent-like time. You know, then they just kind of, like, you know, they're slow or they're, they lose a beat or a step, or they just get hurt. And we all know what happens to running backs. But I I think he potentially, without getting hurt, hopefully doesn't get hurt, has two really solid years in front of him. The problem is, now, he doesn't have that deal. He's got to play with a tag, possibly. And who knows what's going to happen this year. Does he get hurt? And if he doesn't, then he signs another year with maybe a two-year type of thing. I don't know. It's really bad. But I sure hope he's good to go. He's in a positive state of mind. I think the Giants are one of the top teams now believe it or not in the NFL and you could you could think I'm crazy I'm talking to my listeners our listeners but I'm telling you they look good they look really good wow you are Darren Waller is going dude this is going to be magical Ryan come on
1: I I will say I <laughs> as as a suffering Giants fans for fan for the past couple years um, my tone on the sports gambling podcast, I've gotten a lot more brash and confident in terms of knowing that not only do we have some players that we haven't had before, yeah, but also that the coaching staff is doing the right thing is, is making the right decision. Cause as you, as we discussed earlier, it's very annoying when the vet takes less money to go play for Kansas city or new England, but that's a product of building a winning culture, having a great quarterback, whatever it is. Hopefully, Dable's doing that up up in New York because you, you've heard it now with the Dexter Lawrence thing. He didn't want to be the highest paid guy. Yeah. He just wanted to be respected, and so they respected him, and now he's back. And and, and hopefully this, this shows other players, like, just get the job done and, and, and we'll take care of you. And, I love and hopefully it. there's less greed like uh, Barkley's <laughs> agents.
0: Lock and load, guys. Uh, you have heard, heard it from us, New York Giants, and this coming <laughs> season. Ryan, we'll catch you next week. Again, appreciate your time. Cheers, guys.